0: You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello, and welcome to Let's Be Honest with your host just jonda and of course when we do gossip in the real housewives of salt lake city with my co-host missy this is part two of episode 103 Um, And this is season two, episodes 14 and 15 of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We had so much to talk about, especially after we got into the gossip and talked about part one that I decided to split the episodes to give you a part one and two, especially Especially since my software sometimes cuts us off. So we were basically talking about the, when, Mary and Jen were talking. It's sad because honestly, if Mary wasn't so disingenuous and nuts, and problematic, and hadn't just told her she prayed that she'd be found guilty, it could have actually been a nice moment. <laughs>
1: I mean, it could have been, would have been, should have been, but, you know, some people are horrible. Some people are just horrible people, and she's one of them. So, I mean, you notice later on in the discussion when somebody said something about, like, yeah, we're all on your side, we're all here, or, like, everyone understands and is here for you, and Mary goes made a face and said something like, no, they're not. I mean, I don't I don't know if you caught that. I did. Like, like, this is so like you are the worst ever. Can you pretend for five seconds?
0: But the thing that's hilarious is when she made that comment, I don't even think she was talking about herself. That's what's so shady about her crazy in this whole thing with the unnecessary totally unnecessary lie. Sorry about that guys I had a hole in my mouth uh, a holes in my mouth. Um that's what's so crazy because going to now think about that scene and and what and, and what we know of Mary and also everything that happened preceding that including her lying and then going to um going to comfort Jen, if you want to call it that. I mean, I guess considering everything that was going on as crazy as that whole thing was, the comfort she got from Mary was better than nothing because nobody else got up to follow her. So I'll give it that much. But at any rate, um, when Mary made that comment, bizarrely enough, I promise you, She wasn't talking about herself. When Mary made that comment, not everyone or whatever, she was talking about Meredith. She was talking about Jenny, um, which, you know, or, you know, and, and probably even Lisa, Heather and Whitney, because again, from Mary's perspective, she was not saying anything bad about Jen. They were. So that's, it was funny, but extra crazy when it comes to Mary. But speaking of extra crazy, and I get to do my voice, that's why I had to put in my hauls first. When Meredith decided she'd had enough and she was going to leave, which again, didn't have a problem with because I think what she said about their behavior was on point, even though it was still a bit Uh, everybody look at me, but what she said was corrected. It it kind of fell into that whole, even a broke clock is is right twice a day type thing. Um, When Lisa somehow wrapped this whole thing in a bow into, I'm under attack. They're attacking me don't send me back there without you. I need you mayor. I need you mayor. I need you to come back and be there for me, with me. Can you do that as my friend? I need you as my friend to defend me mayor. Will you just come back for me? And I'm taking my bow. I mean, that was pretty good. I think I should give myself applause. I'm going to clap for that. I I thought I was good. That literally hurts my throat. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. I love doing it, but it actually hurts.
1: Here's the thing. They showed a picture of her when she was younger, right? And Mm -hmm. so is that voice the result of rhinoplasty or is that natural? Because she definitely had a nose job or something
0: for sure i don't know interestingly enough with lisa i think that a part of lisa in that voice i mean you know there could be some throat stuff going on but honestly i think a part of it is her idea of talking like she's posh i i honestly think there is an element of that voice that is a bit affected um I you know I I find uh, I'm getting a bit of the Nini leaks from her in terms of the uh, in terms of the voice um I think that there is certainly the possibility that she's done it so long it is it's become. How she sort of sounds, but I honestly think that's in her mind, her uh version of being posh. It sounds
1: crazy, though. It does. Yeah. And when and when Meredith was like, "Well, Nene sounds
0: crazy? crazy. Elizabeth Holmes sound crazy. Meredith again. You know my my theory with her voice and the whining. You know, I'm not gonna keep saying it, but you already know." Um, what?
1: And you've been yelling for the past half hour. I wanted to fall out of my chair. That was actually really funny.
0: And, and, and you know what? As we know, when you consider that these scenes are ed- heavily edited and whatever, because they're recording for hours and hours, I totally believe Meredith, um, cause this isn't the first time when she said, cause remember in the house, she said she'd been screaming for an hour. I actually believe Meredith when she said that she had been yelling for half an hour or the other time that she was yelling for an hour, because we have seen that Lisa is not going to, she's the type that's not going to stop um if the situation is, is not going her way, number one. And number two, we know that these scenes, just like when they talk about these reunions, they go on for hours, like the reunions they record for like 10, 12 hours. So I believe Meredith, when she said that Lisa was going on and on for 30 minutes, we just only saw 10. Uh that would be in keeping with Lisa that she would keep going on and on. She probably cried and 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 threatened to call John and all all of that stuff (sighs) that she does. I I mean I
1: I'm I'm over her though. I am I am a bit over her. Like I even I was getting annoyed, and you know, Mary just she's you know, she's Mary. But even when Mary was trying to adjust address Jen and Lisa kept on answering for her. It's yeah. like shut up. Like let her talk. Like I mean and, and,
0: and the whole and, Oh, go ahead.
1: The whole thing was just really a uh, like the whole that whole lunch is exactly why I don't like any of them. I don't like any any of now, them. Now
0: there is one part Cause I know that, you know, we, we give Mary some, some uh we give her a lot of stuff, but I gotta say that there was a section there and you'll probably agree that Mary was with the shits and I was 100% here with, I was, I was all in it with her is when it now, of course the attorney in me was cringing, but now I'm talking, we're just Jonda and Missy viewers and enjoying the 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 crazy when mary was doing pretty much what any what any of us would do behind closed doors of course not in front of cameras with one of our own friends the only difference here obviously is that mary is not her real friend but i was all with the shits with mary when she was like okay so the fbi came and you ain't know anything you don't know nothing you didn't, whatever, with all the stuff where Mary is, you know, she's also very affectatious and whatever. That was the, oh, that was probably the one time, well, maybe the second time in two seasons that I saw the sister come out in her. Cause that's exactly the way we would be questioning one of our, one of our friends.
1: I, I Yeah. And, and Jen Shaw has to stop putting her father and her son in her mess. Because every time she was swearing on them, I'm like, girl, don't do that. Because the stuff you're saying is so easily disproven. You know oh, what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely.
0: It's, 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 it. it,
1: it it's,
0: but I loved it. I, <laughs> I loved it. That was, uh, 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 I was on Team Mary for about. Maybe that went on for what? About 90 seconds to two minutes. I was like, like I said, the attorney in me, I was cringing, but, you know, had had to remind myself to put that chick out of my mind while I watched this. And I was all in behind closed doors. Again, not on a television show. Even if we were filming a television show. Well, hell, you and I do a podcast that goes out to the world. If one of if something like that happened between uh, with with one of us, we wouldn't be talking about it on, on this show. But you could best believe behind closed doors, I'd be like, okay, girl. For real.
1: Right, yeah. right. And and so you ain't know the nothing
0: savvy. the whole F the B, the I, the Homeland security, uh NYPD, every anybody on on the East Coast with initials rolled up to your house, planes, guns, uh you know, hands in the air, ak-47s all of that and you don't know nothing.
1: The one thing I can say about this group is that they're all savvy enough that they know that that was a lie do you know what i mean they're 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 not so rich that they can't be cognizant of things like that like there are some of the iterations of this show like you know real housewives of new york or beverly hills yeah you can get some housewife who's so wrapped up in Whatever that they just, it all blanks on them and they're not whatever. But these women are strivers. They're all have their business ventures. So they're smart enough to know this is bullshit. And smart absolutely. enough to know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and also there were aspects of Jen's life and activities as we know from the very early discussions in the van that um uh, that uh well like I said there were aspects of it that they were able to explain to one another because Jen's uh, not Jen Whitney's business or rather her husband's business, was uh, was telemarketing. so she understands all of that. And then even outside of the Whitney thing and I know people you know talk about the whole thing with her husband and, and you know I guess we'll have to keep an eye on that. But even outside of the Whitney piece, all of them, when they really started talking about it, all of them knew that she was opening and closing businesses constantly because when Heather said it, all of them were like, oh, yeah, which is still to this day why I truly believe was the real reason behind Lisa calling um uh, behind lisa calling those attorneys because lisa screams opportunist that's just her whole aura about her most
1: definitely Um,
0: so with if jen is presenting with as a rich woman with lots of businesses and functions and all of that and you know lisa with the with the vodka company or the tequila company and the so-called events and all of this other stuff um, it is not beyond the realm of possibility that even if she didn't do business with her, she attempted to do business with her. And that is why she was so creeped out in calling attorneys instead of just having the conversation with her husband like everybody else did and then continuing to talk with her girlfriends, which is the normal right. reaction. Right,
1: right, right.
0: Now, after the fact Talking to attorneys and all of that, just like Sutton did on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, that makes sense, if for no other reason than the fact that you are filming with this person and you want to understand the possible ramifications of that. Because you have, like Sutton's a rich woman, you know, so you have something to lose. So I certainly understand that. But in those initial moments, when you know Absolutely nothing except the fact that somebody, that authorities are looking for this person and you know nothing. What the hell are you even calling lawyers for if you aren't concerned about some deeper connection you have with this person when you don't even know what to tell the attorneys? If a client called me and told me they were about to go on a trip with you. And Homeland Security and this one and that one came to pick you up. And all they know is you and I, my next thing would be like, so what did they tell you? Well, nothing. So what does she do? Well, she told us something that now we're thinking might be a lie. Took her mics off, got in a vehicle and left. You don't know that she got arrested yet. You don't know anything. Whitney hadn't even looked up everything in, in the little... Blurb, and even at that point, remember that initial indictment was very open ended. So, what would you? So, if you caught it once, everything I said to you was is still more than what Jen would have had to. I mean, not Jen, Lisa would have had to tell her attorney. So, if somebody called me and told me that about you, I'd be like, "Yeah." So, why are you so concerned? Like are you concerned about potential business or other deals right. with them? Because right. other than the fact that you all just happen to be on the show together and you're friends or quote friends, unquote for the purpose of the show, you don't know anything. And I don't know what, if anything I could tell you other than the same thing that you could do, which is, google and see if anything comes up
1: (coughs) right but i think there was more there i mean i think i think they all knew more than they let on oh
0: no i agree that i think they all knew more but i'm saying lisa's reaction and you and i talked about this offline i think that lisa's thing with the lawyer lawyers lent itself to to um excuse me, more questions about potential business. And I'm not saying anything illegal, but just having potentially done business with her and being concerned about the impact of that on her. And so, and I'm and I'm not in any way saying anything disparaging about Lisa, other than us generally being annoyed with her as a character on the show. But, there, there was just something that just didn't sit right. And I don't think it sat right with anybody, quite frankly. I don't think there's anybody, whether it's the other characters on the show or anybody in the YouTube or vlogosphere who have talked about this show, there's literally nobody that that, whole thing sits normal with especially given her making a big deal out of the number of attorneys she felt so inclined to call like all of that was just very it, it just reeked of something more in terms of her involvement with Jen legal or not um but anyway, so the the luncheon obviously uh wraps up eventually they have to go home. I mean Meredith came back to the table with Lisa. Nothing really changed. I mean you know Lisa in that in that instance and in, and in all the histrionics was. Um, the living breathing definition as she is in most scenes of a hit dog will holler because everything Meredith said basically applied to everybody at that table, except for herself and Jenny, because they were the only ones who kept it 100. So um Lisa, whether she was trying to, have a moment, or again, she was a hit dog and didn't have enough sense to try to contain herself because she is such a freaking Karen, uh, which I think is more of the case. There was just no reason for her to say anything. I think it's just that her Karen antics got the best of her and she had a moment where she literally could have just sat there with her mouth closed and she didn't, and you know, it is what it is. Okay, so um, episode 15, the main focus of this, we know, is the the Wild Rose Party, because, of course, brings the women together for some more drama, and it was going to be the first time they were all in the same place at the same time after the faux luncheon, because I think the faux luncheon pretty much ended on a kind of okay at this point we've been here taping for however long and everybody's tired and we just need to go and and i could imagine however we may feel about what jen shaw did or didn't do i could imagine that that was very emotionally and and probably physically taxing on her because if i was looking at the type of situation she was looking at especially within that first couple of weeks I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night.
1: So, um, but how many parties is Whitney gonna have for this thing? <laughs>
0: like, how many
1: launch parties or or just sell well, the product?
0: Well, well, I think the first a couple of weeks ago when we saw her, that was a photo shoot. Which is still funny to me because however much Jenny may, you know, not be exactly a favorite, she gives some lines every so often. And when she said, well, there's a dog <laughs> in the
1: picture. And I mean, but there were drinks and there were a bunch of people. Some yeah, of the same so- people who were at this thing. I'm
0: well, we also know it's COVID, so you're you're pretty much just gonna have the same people who are cleared for you to breathe on. But um, uh, so, well, let's let's get up to that. There, there really wasn't a whole whole lot. I just the notes I have is, um, of course, we saw um, a bit of each woman's life uh, leading up to that. The only thing that really stood out to me was Heather giving her partner a gorgeous car. I'm here for that. I think these are some of the moments with Heather that even when she gets into, gets a bit into Karen mode, that um, redeem her with the fans, even with her sometimes, you know, with the Jen stuff and whatever, is that um, at the end of the day, if you Heather, if, if there's nothing else that uh most people it's especially women can't uh can identify in heather even when she gets on your nerves is that we would all like to have a friend like heather
1: she's um, a good friend she's a good friend
0: yeah even to a fault um, but we uh, we would all like to have a friend like Heather. I mean, it, it, and even her generosity, and we've seen this even in the, the extravagant way that she like did the shower for the whole creepy thing in her office with all those women getting pregnant and having kids at the same time, which is weird. But uh, you know the the shower and then the other event after giving them all the card, uh, all the little um. Uh, what with they? Mercedes SUVs for the babies or whatever. So she appears to be very generous with the people around her, um, and and you, and it would and it kind of speaks to the fact that this is not the, just a the show; is real life too? Because you and I have been in this game long enough and and watched not just the shows but the social media and all of that. And for them to be this far um, well into season two and how much people um, will take five cents for diamond you out, nobody ever comes out and says anything about Heather, current or former employees.
1: No, you're yes. right about yes. that. You're right about that. Yeah.
0: So um, because I, everybody has Heather's had at least lot. something said about them, but not Heather.
1: Right. And I bet you there's a lot. But nobody's going to say anything. But I bet you there's a lot.
0: I mean, even if it's just like whatever drama with her and her husband or maybe how she was when she was trying to be the good Mormon wife and they were married because remember, Heather is desperate to be liked. Her insecurities, is obvious, what have you. So I would imagine that when she was trying to be the perfect Mormon wife of like literal Mormon royalty billionaires, I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't the nicest person in the world. Not necessarily mean girl, because I don't think she has that in her because of her insecurities, but certainly just like that attitude of, you know, being better and whatever, because, you know, she's like, has, you know, I'm a Mormon and I'm following all these rules and I married the first guy I ever slept with and, you know, whatever. And and then on top of that, him having money and all the trappings that go along with that. I mean, especially when you consider that she went along with her family and didn't speak to her sister for umpteen years. So I think that speaks to the level to which she bought into that whole life, even if she was just doing it because she thought that made her a good wife. So there's probably some good stories about her that aren't, or some people that probably couldn't stand her when she was um, fully steeped in that life.
1: But they're not talking.
0: But they're not talking. So, um, you know, good for them. And, and again, you know, his his family does have a lot of money and uh, he and her divorce notwithstanding seem to have a decent relationship from what we've seen. So, you know, uh, it's good to have people afraid of you if you're on <laughs> if you're on reality TV. That's right. Uh, Because apparently Mary had people afraid of her only as long as they stayed at the church. Other than that, it's like open season with telling her business. Um... So, Lisa and her kids, she's sending her son to the prom. It was cute, but she gets on my nerves so bad, it, it was just hard to appreciate. And I get it. You have a son, she has a son, and, you know, we sent him to the prom, and we were probably annoying the heck out of them wanting to be in all the pictures and whatever. So, she was being a mom. It is what it is. Um, is. Let's see. Uh, Meredith. Um, when she was talking to Mary and Mary, uh, used the fake Asian accent.
1: That was insane too.
0: And Meredith, instead of saying, Hey, that's not cool. She tried to, she just said, okay, well, let's let's not do a character. No, that's not doing a character. That's being racist.
1: But once again, Mary has been doing all of this all along, and the only person who called her out was Jen Shaw. Nobody else calls her out. Nobody else is like, girl, you need to stop. stop
0: Exactly. And and people, you know, and I get it. Like, let's be clear there. People have issues with going into so-called seedy areas or urban areas, you know, and we know that urban is just another nice way of saying majority black or Hispanic or whatever, and going, you know, and it, of, of all races, including black women or Hispanic women, especially if you're by yourself in you know walking through a group and and what have you. But there's also a, a, a such thing as front porch conversations and back porch conversations. And most of us know the difference. So Mary, even if you felt that way, That's a back porch conversation, not a front porch conversation. Even if you view Jen in that moment as a fellow woman of color, doesn't matter because she's not your friend. You don't know her like that to be having a front porch conversation. (sighs) Or rather be having a back porch conversation with her.
1: So you put your foot in your mouth and I believe you said it. A back porch conversation, but in front of or among a whole bunch of people who don't even understand the conversation.
0: Exactly. To begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And in the case of Jen, and I know people gave Jen a lot of crap for this, but in fairness to Jen, Jen has black sons who she acknowledges as black sons. Mary has a black son who she wishes was white. Because Mary has made clear what her preference is. She tries to act we, like she don't know her husband out? is white. I mean, that she we, tries to act like she doesn't know her husband is black.
1: Wait, did you see how her husband carried her when she was on her? <laughs> with, oh, he clowns, clowns her
0: down. all the time.
1: I mean, he's over it. Like he, She can't even get him on camera.
0: Mm -mm. She's trying to call him on the phone. She doesn't seem to like him either, but I think what happened is she played him a little bit too hard to the left one too many times on season one. So on season two, he's giving it back to her because remember, she clowned him several times on season one, especially at the reunion. I can't remember what she said, but she she clowned him to the point of kind of pissing him off because he sat back like, I know this bitch did, but he, he let it go. go. And I think now he's reached that point, especially we're talking pandemic. They haven't, you know, haven't lived in the same place at the same time for long periods of time. And now he comes back and these cameras are here or whatever. So he's like, OK, if I'm going to be on camera, I'm just going to. You know, I'm just going to be a crotchety old ass. She, you know, we ain't like that. And she know it. So whatever.
1: And I think she feels kind of crazy because she doesn't have any family to film with or any people, yeah, to film with. And it's kind of unfortunate. And it's
0: not, and she's not endearing herself to having any because Instead of her just kind of playing the family thing off and just, you know, if nothing else, there's court documents that pretty much reveal what the relationship is between the family and Robert, and of course, by extension, her because she's married to him. So there's really no reason for her not to be honest about why her and the family don't get along in fact she doesn't even really have to explain it because again if nothing else there's court documents that went all the way to the damn uh utah supreme court that kind of gives a gives insight uh, and several court cases quite frankly um but that one in particular that gives some insight into why her and this family are so on the outs But instead of her just simply saying, because, again, you ain't got to go deep. And if people want to go deep, they can look it up. It's out there. She could just say, look, things have never been right between me and my family, uh, obviously, since I married my husband because of issues between them and my husband, and by extension, me, because I'm married to him. You know, it really... It, that is a true statement that you could say to literally anybody, and they would believe because you you married, and not just you married him, but he married you too. So, I, you know, because it's like we always put the responsibility on the woman. But this man was married to her grandmother for 22 years. She dies in January of 1997 and by august of 1998 he has helped her granddaughter secure a divorce from the man she was married to and then married her himself so even if we take it away from like just like marry 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 and Talk about the 46-year-old man who was involved in this whole mess with this 23, 24-year-old woman. It's some shaky stuff. And even if they were angry with him or, or her mother in particular, even if her mother were just upset with him just about marrying her daughter, forget all the other stuff, which is there's a lot and of course her daughter stayed married to him, it would stand to reason that their relationship would be fractured. But true to Mary, and this is where we talk about the whole issue of Mary lying, she just flat out lies about something that Anybody could find out with a few clicks saying there's a will and the grandmama basically willed her to the man and her mother's just mad because she wanted to marry him and whatever. Your mother believes this man killed her mother so much so that they had the body exhumed. You don't but you don't go from I don't know anybody who has gone from believing that someone killed their loved one to suddenly believing that they didn't unless there is definitive proof, i.e. someone else admits that they did it, or an autopsy reveals no, your mother really did die from XYZ. So if her mother believed that in 1997, she still believes it in 2022. And on top of it, you married him, you guys squandered the estate, and now you're on a reality show clowning me. (laughs) Like she's nuts. She is nuts.
1: Yeah, she is. And
0: it's sad that she has no one but she's nuts. And, and I mean, honestly, that son, if she wasn't providing him with whatever little fancy life he wants to have, he treats her like he's over her too. Now, granted, he's like 18, 19. So we know that teenagers, because technically he's a teenager and he's a teenage boy and his mother is extra and on a reality show, which I'm sure is embarrassing to him in any number of ways so him acting that way towards her could just be the typical mother son thing but it's still not a great look
1: not at all yeah. not at all yeah. so okay. we agree on that. We agree.
0: yeah so okay so da- back down the, uh so out of the rabbit hole because you know we get into them when we deal with mary and all of them so to the party uh, Whitney has a party for the official launch of Wild Rose. She does have product there. I wish she had been smart enough to do some more of a product demonstration. However, I will say this. Um, if she, uh, we know that Bravo got smart after Bethany. Um, and after Lisa Vanderpump and that if there is, I don't know what to what degree it is or, you know, maybe there's a certain percentage of time or what have you, but if a product that you developed is too heavily promoted, Bravo does get a piece.
1: Well, uh, in the book, in the book that I read, I think they said 10% of the product. Yeah.
0: So, but I would imagine is, you know, and you and I being, uh lawyers we know there's always loopholes to this because if you can if you can you certainly don't want anybody uh owning a percentage of your profits and certainly not in perpetuity so i would imagine that there is probably something in that contract as it relates to your ability to you know obviously mention what you're doing in your place of business and whatever because it, again, it is your life. So we can't pretend that your life doesn't exist. We can't pretend that Heather's Beauty Bar doesn't exist or that um, Whitney is starting this business. It, that what it, it probably comes down to how much of it you can show in terms of demonstrating, labeling, branding, and all of that stuff where it turns into a full-blown commercial. Um I can't imagine that attorney with half a brain wouldn't be able to maneuver that.
1: But I find it notable that like she's the only one this season that has something like that. I mean even Heather isn't really pushing her business, but her business it wouldn't be But the Heather's same business situation. is great
0: yeah right, right yeah she, right. she had an existing business that's doing great and i'm sure shot even higher because at the end of the day heather's business is a type of business where she really doesn't have to promote she just says what it is and where it is and of course people are going to want to go just because meredith mark she has an actual brick and mortar store she'll wear her stuff or whatever i had a friend that went to utah right before christmas she sent me pictures from in front of meredith's mark store because Obviously, she went. So um, when you're like Meredith or Heather, if you've uh, it's kind of the Lisa Vanderpump thing, too, if you've got brick and mortar and, you know, you mention it just enough or have events at your uh, place. Because remember, they've they've been to Heather's business a number of times. Season one, uh, Jen would go there all the time that's where her and Jen would get together. Um, you know, Jen would have like events at her house, but every time she she and Heather got together, like, at least three or four times, it was at Heather's business. So, um, but I will say this, unlike Sheree, who had a fashion show with no fashions, Heather did have products. I mean, not Heather. Uh, Whitney did have products.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the whole thing is just weird to me because you know, it it just looked like a happy hour in a restaurant. And then uh well
0: absolutely. Um I I would have no
1: meant- really no logo, no I mean, I still couldn't pick that product out.
0: Well yeah. Well remember the well yeah, definitely I mean we know the name because that was the whole point. The it was the rebrand. So the name is Wild Rose. And so that's why she, you know, put that on there. Remember, I, I, we looked it up. And yeah, she probably should have put a picture or something of the product, uh, like blown up. And and again, for all we know, that probably that may have been there. Um, because again, like, I just talked about depending on what agreement she has with Bravo in terms of maybe not wanting to give a portion of her product that may impact her signage and whatever. She doesn't get away with the same stuff that Lisa Vanderpump and candy and, um, and Bethany get away with because they had already slid in there before Bravo.
1: But what does a jungle (laughs) have to do with wild rose? She tells the people I'm having a party to launch my brand. I want it to look like a jungle.
0: I guess oh. because it's wild. In Girl, the, wild, the wild,
1: you know what she needs people because that. Oh, what she one thousand
0: percent needs people. <laughs> I needs I one hundred percent think that that what it that's what it was because that's just me putting my creative side of my brain on. But uh, uh you know that's uh, and you know me like I love themes for everything so. I picked up on it, not because I'm incredibly smart, but because I like doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, not everybody's gonna <laughs> not everybody's gonna get that. But I do think that's what it was. It was kind of supposed to be wild and I'm the wild rose. Cause just like her wearing um A a reddish rose colored dress totally made sense. And of course, wanting everybody to be in beiges and creams and she stands out wearing the red. I got that. Um, But I think because the products themselves are so small, uh, you do, I, I would hope maybe we just didn't see it. But I would hope that there were like there there was larger signage and all kinds of stuff um, of the products around because I went on the website and because of the nature of the products because they're not like cosmetics they're like the little beauty stuff or whatever you remember you and I looked it up um, so everything is very small it's not even like as big as at least when you have hair care you've got like these big containers and shampoo bottles and whatever everything is very tiny. Because it's like cosmetic sized. It's just you know serums and stuff. But,
1: but it's like
0: but, but it's like when you do branding,
1: right? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. people will associate colors with a brand or shape. I agree. Or I agree. or 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 some or something. Which is There's why I loved
0: it. the original. I I get. I just feel like once it, I I just like the original name. I just liked, I thought it was delicate and it was pretty and it's a facial product. So you think delicate and soft and pretty because that's what you want your skin to be. So I liked that original, something like Lily and something. I I loved it. Um, I get the reason why the person suggested what they did and uh, plus I think it might have, although she's not saying it, I think some of it might've had to do with the fact that the business was with her dad. So that may have been part of it too, because they aren't speaking and you know, there may be some legal stuff, but um, yeah, she needs people. Uh, And we know she needs people. I mean, we, we saw that with the whole, thing with the husband and the money and then the twenty thousand dollar photo shoot that looked like it was in her house with a bunch of sheets so and a dog so okay we've been in the weeds way too long um so let's go to what really uh what we're really here to talk about the confrontation so i don't even remember most of what everybody else wore. I remember Jenny's. I, uh, I liked it. Um, but I, I usually like what she wears when they dress up because she has, she dresses for her body. She knows she's got a good body. She shows it off. Um, so, uh, I I don't remember much about it. I just remember it was like body hugging and she's good there. Um, I thought that Whitney looked very pretty. I thought it was in keeping with, uh, you know, what she was doing. She wants to stand out. She's, um, she's young. It was a young look. Um, you know, she was fine. I, I don't have an issue with that. Mary, I don't remember what she had on because she was stressing about her coat. So all I remember is the coat. And I'm
1: like, I was
0: like, Mary, your events are not all that for you to be tripping about a coat check situation when everybody else seems to be walking around with or without coast just fine and if it's all like that just find a chair and put it on there because this is during covid this is also you gotta you you gotta remember this is which is probably part we gotta remember this is probably part and parcel of this because all of this is contrived just to bring them together so i hate that we went all in the weeds about this party when we know that this is during covid and it's really not necessarily about a launch it was just a reason to have a party because this is a housewife show. Like they do all the extravagant dinner parties on Beverly Hills where here, they come up with little charities and stuff. And and so that's what they did with this. But considering- But it be was clear, during... it
1: was a happy hour, not a party. Well, I yeah, really yeah. didn't about that. It was a but happy hour, way. not a party.
0: But either way, we know like during COVID and you know, you've got a full production team, the cast, uh, their spouses who I never want to see in a group together again. Not all the, uh, there are husbands who do the housewife husbands thing. Well, the Atlanta husbands do it. Well, the New Jersey husbands do it. Well, the, um, Beverly Hills husbands do it. Well, not all of them, only a couple of them like Mauricio PK, and I think one other, uh, Harry Hamlin sometimes when he's with them, they do it well. But other than that, this this crew, they're not gelled enough, not to mention the fact that Meredith's husband is just an attention seeker. And I don't know, was he high? Like, it was just too much. Um, it, it, like, he's always too much, but this time he was like, on one thousand of all of my nerves like all the other husbands look downright uncomfortable with the way he was acting especially coach shaw because you know he's still you know shell shocked and his black is still cracked and he's just like look she needs a check because we got bills uh so i'm here and whatever but this dude is freaking crazy um yeah it, yeah so but okay so we have that okay so yeah so i think they just had enough people there like you said the same people that were there that were at her photo shoot i think that's that's just a covet thing okay so jenny comes in um i think she came in with somebody because either that or she or she talked to the camera she told us uh she told us about the shoes now we do know like in real life Heather gave the purse back, but maybe Heather hadn't given the purse back at that point. But Heather did say on Twitter that she didn't accept the purse. So maybe she didn't accept it right then and there. Cause remember her and Mary were fighting by the time Mary left Vale. Um, right. Right. So I think she, maybe she was just co-signing Jenny keeping the shoes just for the hell of it, but she didn't keep her purse. So, um, at any rate, at, Okay, so she brings the shoes. I'm not effing with you. Plus, I don't want you use shoes. Um, So she calls them all in the group together, which some people have a problem with. I don't because Mary made the comment in front of everybody. So I'm gonna address you in front of everybody. But I hope
1: she cleared it because it was a. I hope she cleared it with Whitney because technically that's a business event. That's not. Yeah, but but we know this wasn't a business event.
0: This was a house. Well, you
1: know, you want to pretend like it was a business event. It's your relaunching.
0: Yeah, but we know that even Whitney wasn't because she was sitting in that room. And remember, Whitney wasn't even pressed about them leaving too fast because she was the one who said, well, I think we need to talk this out or whatever. So she knew what the job was. So um, at any rate, she takes them all in the room. And she addresses the situation. Now, I didn't expect any different from Mary. Um, Plus, we saw the previews. We know that she was going to either double down on it or be flip about it or whatever, because uh, Mary is, she's definitely not going to say she's sorry. And if she does say she's sorry, it will be an I'm sorry if you were. So um because as far as she's concerned you're being an ass and on top of it despite the fact that Mary made the comment in front of everybody and would have had no issue with addressing her in front of everybody Mary didn't appreciate Jenny addressing her in front of everybody. So right she was already over it right or wrong just the fact that Mary Um, I mean, just the mere fact that, you know, you're on a show where obviously everything's going to be done with the group, but she did it in front of the group and um, Mary didn't appreciate that. So that was putting her off, in my opinion, that was putting her off really embracing what Jen was saying to her anyway. Then you combine it with the fact that, That Meredith's problematic ass, and and mind you, she has been backpedaling on Twitter ever since, but that Mary, I mean, that Meredith basically, um, gosh, I can't remember what exactly she said, but she pretty much like, did that whole thing of kind of defending it where she, you know, what did she said? Something like she, that was just her way of telling you, you look beautiful or, or something like that. And it's just like, this isn't your, this isn't your fight, boo. And not to mention somebody says they're offended. You go with it. You ain't got to agree.
1: Meredith is riding with Mary in a way that is completely unexpected for me.
0: I, and I don't know what that is because for whatever friendship Mary, Meredith thinks she has with Mary, Mary does not think that highly of any of them. Now, she of the group, she probably views Meredith as closest to the level of those women that she would deal with in terms of of because again Meredith is for one of better way of putting it she is the grand Dame of the group she's the Vanderpump of the group you know she's the Caroline Manzo of the group so to speak even if she's not exactly the most exciting she still seems to carry that um have that air of respect from the other women in the group which I think is something that Mary can get with because that is who she believes she is but a real friend no because Mary doesn't like any of these women she thinks they're all beneath her we know that Right. Know
1: that. right. but does Meredith like her
0: <sighs> that part I'm not sure of, I think Meredith is so steeped in her own idea of victimhood as it relates to the Jen situation, which was then um, kind of made even worse unwittingly, uh, but on Lisa's part, it was kind of made even worse. When Lisa cozied up to Jen, I don't think that Lisa fully appreciates how much that bothers Meredith. And part of it, I think, is because Meredith, in her zeal to maintain this air of unbothered yet bothered, that she says it, but still is like, but I'm not even going to engage in that. No, that ish really bothers you. That's why you keep mentioning it to her. And you are tired of her trying to explain it to you. And what Meredith really wants to say, but for whatever reason she has, Meredith, and maybe she doesn't because she does consider herself to be the mature big sister thing, but I think what Meredith, how Meredith truly feels, is it should be Jenner me, and she, her relationship with the other ladies really isn't on that level. So yeah, I can I, see
1: that. I can yes. definitely see that.
0: So I think that she does, her and Mary don't, she doesn't have a specific issue with Mary and Mary has not expressed having a specific issue with her. So I think it just kind of works out that way that with Mary kind of viewing Meredith as the only one in the group that is on her level. And, and, uh, Meredith not really having a whole lot of respect for the other women, even if she doesn't come out and express it that way. I think that that's what the real connection is. Um, I don't know if I would call that friendship, but considering that they're coworkers and have that sort of commonality, I guess that is sort of a friendship, or, or if nothing else, they're work friends. That's that's the best way that that I, I could see play. that mm-hmm. I see that yeah because there's there's just nothing else she has in common with anybody else really and I don't think there's any specific beef with with Jenny one way or the other I think Jenny she just views Jenny as Lisa's friend and so you know I'm not even gonna get engaged with that because she knows Lisa well enough to know that Lisa is a territorial friend if you're um, it's funny how that works because Meredith knows lisa well enough to know that lisa's a territorial friend and that it would piss her off if she became friends with one of her friends yet uh lisa doesn't seem to give that same grace with other people because remember she as soon as soon as uh angie i think the relationship between angie and lisa was over the minute uh angie became friends with whitney it would not have even mattered with that whole catering faux pas she, in her mind, she was kicking her to the curb the minute she made friends with Whitney.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I then think it's Lisa like- is
0: only friendly with Whitney to to use her and to uh, have her as a bone carrier and in her pocket as a charade but not because she actually likes her. She, uh, uh, Lisa is another one with some very high ideas about herself and made extremely clear in season one, episode, what, two, that she feels that Lisa and Heather are beneath her. And I don't think that's ever changed. They just have an uneasy truce when they need to. Well,
1: the, well, the whole paddleboard uh, little date... The chemistry is not there, Mm-mm. even though they no, were both there. No.
0: And she it, she, it, uh, and on top of that, she was it. The chemistry was even further thrown off because, despite the fact that her face is incapable of showing it, she was seething with the idea with the whole notion of Whitney going to speak to cameron and i mean and she said as much to us in the um in the confessional because apparently there was nothing that whitney was was gonna tell lisa that she didn't already know if lisa has been uh, allegedly been friends with cameron for nine years so the only thing that whitney was really telling uh Lisa is I spoke to him for myself and I do believe you there's a lot of ish with this chick and then of course Lisa doubled down on the fact that she 100% believes Cameron even though again she waffles with that when she's around Mary but you know again that's Lisa so speaking of Lisa um and Meredith well starting with Meredith so we, we move on to the shoes, um, quick and dirty. I actually got to go with Jenny on thinking the shoes was used. I'm not talking about the whole idea of keeping them or not. Um, I think I said this to you in that episode, the way that Mary made it sound, she did make it sound like the shoes were used because she said, that doesn't mean I wouldn't have kept it, kept them, but she did say oh, these were just some shoes I already had and I grabbed on my way out the door. In fact, when Jenny thanked her for the shoes, she's like, oh, they were no big deal. I already had them. Well, even when Jenny thought the shoes were new, you're the one who told her you already had them. Now, that's not the reason why Jenny gave them back to her. You know, she just happened to toss that in when she was saying, you know, speaking her piece. But, girl. You, she, she's going by what you said. Irrelevant though it may be, you did say that.
1: Okay, so, so here's here's the know. thing. Jenny likes stunts, and yeah, I
0: mean it was definitely a stunt. You know, I mean, you know, that mad was a poor show. mad about the, Kenya more. That was all right. Was. Be mad
1: about the slanty eyes comment. Be mad that she was messy at her lunch.
0: And yeah, definitely, that's and you give the shoes back. You don't even have to, you don't even have yeah. to talk about the shoes. In fact, my thing is I don't F with you, you making that comment and then trying to lie on everybody at my lunch was the final straw. I don't even want you to think that you could give me something and whatever, because the last thing that I want, and we know Mary's petty, the last thing that I want is for heaven forbid, you see me walking around in these shoes, and we know Mary, Mary would be like, Oh, you got all these problems with me talking about your slanty eyes, but yet you gonna wear them shoes I gave you. No, I'm not gonna give you that satisfaction. You know why I know Mary would be that petty? Cause I'm that petty. So No, let <laughs> me
1: tell you how petty let me tell you how petty I am. I would show up with a slip from the Salvation Army. About how I donated those used shoes in your name. Mm-hmm. So you can get the mm-hmm. tax write-off, girl. This is yours.
0: Yeah. And you know, me and you, when we decide to get petty, we'll get super petty. Because if we really want to go there, i donate it to, to a charity that specifically deals with children of Asian descent. That way, all the children with slanted eyes <laughs> could get a little something <laughs> from these shoes. <laughs> since you think they're so cute. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) so but the bottom line is I get why she gave them back. She just it was almost like her giving the shoes back would have actually been a cool period at the end of the sentence if she said it like you and I said it. Because when she said that she she basically took the smoke out of her own stunt because she didn't execute the stunt properly. Those shoes should have been at the the period at the end of the sentence, almost like a by the way, like, and by the way, here's your shoes, because I don't ever want you to think that you gave me something since I don't mess with you like that. That would have been the way you handled the shoes, like literally a mic drop moment. But when she said they weren't meant for me and they were used and whatever, like you, you tried to read and it you know, it fell flat, and you literally ended up taking the coolness out of your own mic drop. But well,
1: like, so what's crazy is how Jen Shaw like takes the shoes. Now, I also know that as a business move, you know, these shoes have had a high profile in the filming. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I am sure that like Jen Shaw is like. I can take these shoes and resell them probably for more than they're worth. Because they had a guest guest role. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because she, I am sure Jen is not wearing those shoes. They ain't even talk about the size of the damn shoes. Jen then put them shoes on that website that, um erica jane tried to sell her clothes on and the judge shut her down last december uh december 2020 when she was trying to have her little divorce fire sale <laughs> after when uh when the bankruptcy court seized their assets
1: <laughs> yeah because these shoes have so much notoriety they've been yeah, but like, remember four there's different
0: like you shoes. know but there's websites like i mean even if she didn't put it on like that site i mean hell even the real real ain't all that cheap
1: you're right about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> so, right I, keep, I keep a couple of bags on the watch list on the regular. So, yeah. um,. And, and if they aren't scraped up, and we do know, like she said, the remember she uh, Jen tried to be all funky. I mean, not Jen, um, Mary tried to be all funky and say something about like the receipt or the paperwork is in the box. Good, because that's even better. Because remember, with Louboutins, you can get, your, get the red sole on your shoes uh, replaced as long as you got your receipt. You send them back. That's how your bottoms stay red, no matter how long you wear them until you wear the shoe Ooh. out itself
1: but it's all just so super messy weird it's it's
0: all super messy and superficial and bottom line even though once again we went down the rabbit hole about the shoes jenny uh i don't have an issue with her giving the shoes back she just didn't execute it properly because the shoes should have literally been like i mean literally treated like a mic drop like just drop that bag on the table and be like and by the way here's your little you shit too don't you know heaven forbid you walk around acting like you gave me something give it to one of your church members so you know because that's the crate that's that's the added insult you sitting up with a church with like 12 members in it and uh you walking around with most like she says she got all these businesses the overwhelming majority of those businesses are closed like us and that was pre-covid that is just uh, Robert running stuff into the ground. And then, you know, the businesses are just old. So, like, the restaurants aren't open, any of that. And the last one that was, COVID took that out. But, um, and as we saw, like, you know, ain't nobody up in that church listening to Mary talk crazy. So, um, you know, if anything, sell some stuff to pay your bills, keep the lights on up at the church house. Uh, either way, we know that, uh, um, that the producer set this up uh it and it just uh, because ultimately uh, it's it really wasn't even i don't even think the the bottom line is lisa i mean is um mary and jenny i think this sets up the showdown we've been waiting to see with um meredith and lisa because this is when us uh, okay so we dealt the shoe thing how funny was it when meredith managed to make this all about her somehow and and I I felt like I it was one of those moments where I was like I know I didn't walk out the room and I didn't change the channel by accident where Meredith who was basically low key defending um Mary uh somehow managed once again now it was relevant when she did it at the luncheon But somehow, once again, flipped the script and went back into the speech that we gave her props for at the luncheon. But at this point was completely out of place when she went into the whole Jen Shaw thing and basically like, now, I have a reason for not being her friend. And, you know, because I'm not in that place right now. But you all and what I was like, how the hell? Did we get here? Did did you? Maybe you can help me with that pivot, cause I missed it. I I really can't.
1: I I really feel like at this point, some people, including Meredith, are desperate to be part of. You know, I imagine. Okay, so you have Jen Shaw, who has a storyline, whether she wants it or not. Right,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> because we know that had she not been arrested, she would be. Uh, she would be leading the charge on this Mary situation.
1: Yeah, you have Mary, who like that's set in stone. You have Whitney, who is doing her whole product line. Mm-hmm. You have Jenny, but still who's being Asian.
0: meaningfully engaged in the Mary thing because she. Managed, she came up with a good role for herself by being the go-between so she right she, yeah
1: you have jenny who's just Asian yeah you have, Asian. you have Heather Jenny the
0: replacement for Jen when Jen goes to jail
1: right you have Heather who's just being Heather mm-hmm. you have nothing because your son's stuff backfired on you just nobody really likes your husband life. nobody really likes your husband or can figure out whatever he's doing so, and and nobody really respects you enough to be listening to about how your feelings are hurt over Jen Shaw and how you have to keep being together. And also so they're you, over You it. have to do something. So you have to do something. Like, but you so- know
0: what? It also feels like what she did now, I remember what happened right before that. And it also goes into that whole like apologist thing she was doing for... Um, for Mary, remember when um, Jenny was pretty much like, Well, I've had, I've said everything I had to say. And Mary, well, no, Mary was like, Well, I'm leaving. I'm not, you know, whatever. And Whitney spoke up and said, I really think that, I mean, it might not have, she didn't say it in the most artful way because it is, it, you know, it's uncomfortable and they are very, very white, but she tried. She said, I've, I actually think we need to get this out because we can't be saying this kind of stuff to each other. Remember she said, so Whitney said, we right. can't be saying this kind of stuff to each other, which was very clear that she was like, let's just deal with all racism and that right. is the and then that's when it and that was either right before or right after lisa threw mary under the bus <laughs> yes cuz after she said that that's when lisa threw mary under the bus that's how meredith managed to make it by herself cuz then lisa threw mary under the bus and said Well, you know, there was that thing you said about Jen in the kitchen, which, of course, Mary Mary denied and the Bravo uh, people (laughs) ever. Oh, my God. This production team is so like they need the production team from Potomac and uh and real house salt lake city they need to get them for atlanta because they are fabulous um they went immediately It was just like blah 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 mexican blah 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 blah, blah cartel and so um and, and then made it so bad i forgot the part where she said the thing about the braids <laughs> <laughs> i, I remember her saying thing. the mexican part, cartel part but I feel like when they did the initial cut, when they showed us that in Veil, I swear, I don't remember them showing the braids. But because those producers are fantastic, they made sure to give us that little extra piece. Because I swear she did not mention them braids the first time. Or, or well, she said it, but I'm saying the first cut that we saw of that when her and Lisa were talking I promise I don't remember that braids thing because I know I would have never forgotten that because that shit was, it was awful, but it was funny because it was just like, girl, you went there with the braids.
1: And, but but I mean, and, and the, fur coat, the fur coat and the braids. Yes. She said, what oh she my
0: said, God.
1: She said, girl, I know you didn't go to jail. <laughs> Is that what she said? Yeah, I know you didn't go to jail because.
0: Oh you had the
1: brave in the fur
0: what yes (laughs) oh my gosh and so that's when meredith which again is i commend whitney for trying even though it may not have been the most articulate way but again these are uncomfortable conversations um but meredith in her ultimate karen I think it was twofold now that I really put it into perspective. It wasn't, it was not only making it about her with reiterating her speech from the luncheon, but it was also her pivoting away from the race conversation, which was clearly what Whitney was trying to say. Like, we got to deal with this stuff. We can't say it. So that was her way of switching the conversation and you know, whatever, because let's face it, Meredith knows, uh, you know, her, her and her Caucasian sisters, she knows they don't wanna talk about it. So if they could find a way not to talk about it and you know, Whitney had enough trouble even trying to engage them in the conversation. And now we gotta get back to pretending that we're actually at a function mary is threatening to walk out anyway so let me just bring up this whole gin thing and her braids and jail and <laughs> and um crazy. so mary decides she's gonna leave and of course meredith you know decides she's gonna leave too um And then we have the Lisa Meredith thing at the end, which uh, we're going to pick up, the show's going to pick up with next week, because obviously we know that that goes a lot deeper, and it's just the same thing with meredith you're not being a friend lisa you're not being a friend meredith once again telling lisa she is sick and damn tired of listening to her yell in her ear because we do know that lisa does position herself every time to be next to meredith because nobody can be next to meredith except for her and then she starts yelling and apparently meredith's ears are over it now we forgot the fashion, well, we didn't forget it. It's is is burned into my eyeballs.
1: I was waiting, I was waiting the for fashion- it. I thought you posted about it. I was waiting for it.
0: The evening. Meredith's lilac suit. I, I mean, was that a, uh, was We know that Brooks is trying to do blazers or something like Tiara Marie from Love and Hip Hop it was that a brooks marks original i mean that was worse if it is possible that was and and i am not exaggerating that was absolutely worse than what sheree wore to cynthia's wedding because at least sheree's whole feathers didn't fall off now you know she was okay i didn't even mention that but Like literally at one point, wasn't Mary holding an entire feather from Meredith's suit?
1: Okay, so here's the thing about the, as bad as the blazer was, the the part of the (laughs) suit, yeah, the pants did me in. As bad as that blazer was, the pants were just illegal. They showed her stomping away from a conversation and I'm just like, why? Why?
0: Why? I pulled it up and I can't remember. Cause you know, I posted it on the F and D D everybody. If you haven't already come on, join the F and D D had a huge uptick in membership. I meant to tell you that who knew so many people from Africa in particular were interested when I, it was all, I had a barrage of people join. Remember I told you I had a barrage of people join when, uh, when I posted about Greg Leeks. Um, oh, yeah. Huge, huge numbers. I think like literally 50 to 100 people joined within that couple of weeks um, between saying he was transitioning and the actual farewell. Uh, when the when I posted the Megan Good, Devon Franklin thing, which I didn't meet as you saw, I didn't even engage in the engage in the ignorant debates that people have been engaging in about it online. I just put it up there, said a few things about it or whatever. I would estimate probably about 50 to 75 people have joined in the week since then. And of that, about 80 to 85% of that, because you know I can watch the analytics, are from Africa because of that story.
1: That's interesting.
0: It is very interesting, but you know what it is? is I think it's the whole religious thing. And I'm assuming he probably does heavy traveling and promotion there because as we know, American ministers, gospel choirs, um, and all of that are very, very popular in Africa.
1: Yeah, he might be popular, but he's a mess, girl. Um,
0: Basically, he used her and now he's done. I don't even get me into that uh, whole thing because nobody knew who the hell he was until he married her. Meanwhile, she's been a fixture in Hollywood for over 25 years. So uh, who's zooming who here? But I think you and I already see each other. We ain't even got to go into that. Anywho, um, so Meredith's outfit. Which, like I said before we talked about the other thing, Meredith's outfit, uh, I got either off Instagram or, you know, somewhere where, and you saw it, I zoomed in, made sure you all could see it, and everything about it was bad. I mean, it was ugly anyway, but ugly and constructed badly because you know like you can look at something on the red carpet and it'd be ugly is like generally not your taste or it's just tasteless but you're like okay well you know Gucci or Versace or Balmain or whoever made that well is just ugly no everything about this was bad and, and the color didn't even look good on her anyway like the jacket it was clear that it was a regular blazer and, and not even a high end blazer, like, you know, just basic as basic can be. And the ostrich feathers were from Michael's and they basically glued them on there. You could see where the, the jacket was like twisting and turning because it couldn't support the weight of the feathers and then the pants when you zoom in on on those it was literally a piece of ribbon sewn around about five or six inches from the bottom of the pants and then the feathers or whatever like you know sewn into the ribbon. i mean it was i don't even know why i'm going that deep the fact that it was horrific is beyond beyond and i mean and she's worn bad stuff before we talked about this in the last episode that when it comes to their dressy affairs you know whether it's formal semi-formal luncheon or whatever she uses those as an opportunity to convince us that she's some kind of fashionista her uh confessional looks Um, Even that craziness uh, that she wore um, to the reunion last year that was four or five years off trend, badly done, too young. I mean, just across the board bad. Um, Even, what was that? Like episode one, the first party when she wore like another big pink feathered dress. Um, the oh, first, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, she did. She <laughs> loves dressing like a bird because even, and then she followed that up when they went to the, on to that first trip at the ski lodge, the one where we found out the first time that Mary couldn't ski. That was the one where we, where Heather confronted Lisa for the very first time about, um, about lying on her, about her college years. And, and Whitney revealed that Lisa threatened her with, you know, putting stuff out there about her and her husband. Um, so we're talking early season one, but again, Meredith in these feathers, she wore a big pink jacket with, um, feathers on it there. So she's always with some big, crazy nonsense. And I vaguely recall that she wore something big, pink and crazy to, um to the party that remember at the the rich lady's house like the really really rich lady the one last yeah yeah um she wore something and, and then something. and then
1: i want you to flash back to her confessional with the bright orange satin whatever um, that is yes yeah yes. yeah
0: it, it is yeah, it's, it's just bad. And then you can could combine it with the filters and the, the mouth closing more and more. I, I, it's just bad. But I it's one thing for something to be ugly. Like, you know, some of those other outfits were ugly. But this wasn't just ugly. This was like an arts and crafts project gone wrong. I mean, this was... I have seen better on Project Runway when they give them a garbage challenge. By I the mean, way, Project no Runway exaggeration, tonight. like this is horrible.
1: By the way, Project Runway tonight—I haven't watched it. The theme was housewives.
0: So, oh, I can't wait! I have yeah. to watch. Yeah, I love me some Project Runway, and I love that uh, Christian Seriano is now one of the judges. Well, he's one of my favorite designers, anyway. Love him. Um, and plus he likes, uh, he loves dressing the thick girls, makes us look pretty.
1: And he's um, from Maryland. So, you know, I got to give him big you know, up yeah. for that. So.
0: Exactly. That's- but but uh, he, he loves dressing the voluptuous sisters. So I, I'm down with that. Because ever since he got a hold of Leslie Jones, she's been a completely different person on the red carpet. Like even her attitude, like he makes her feel beautiful. And I love that.
1: Um, I also have a a pair of Payless shoes that he had.
0: He had a line at Payless, and they were really cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. He
0: has a um, his line of um, his line of uh, comforters and home interiors and stuff is gorgeous too. Uh, They um, they have it at I forget what stores at, but I found it on Amazon because he there's a comforter set of his that I actually want to get. So yeah, Christian is. Yeah, he does it in these streets, and, and now he's got the bridal thing going on. He ain't playing. I am mad at it. If you can do it and people buy it, then as I always say, I ain't knocking nobody's bag as long as it's legal, so you do you, you, Christian. Um, but, uh, anywho so that was that was basically it uh i you know sorry folks that we made you wait so long to talk about that ugly outfit um it was like on my mind the whole time we were talking about it but we just kept going down rabbit holes about other stuff but oh my god i like it's it's like nightmares honestly I, I I truly, except for Whitney, obviously because she made the grand entrance. But you know, you know, I get into the fashions, and uh, Meredith's situation literally obliterated what everybody else wore. You know, Whitney, notwithstanding, um, in my head, I truly do not remember anything that anybody else had on. I know Mary had on a coat. I think it was like black and white herringbone. And I do remember specifically saying out loud that Jenny looked nice because again, she always dresses for her figure or whatever. Oh, and I remember now the one thing I do remember, because again, it was equally horrible. Jen wore that brown wig, not even the same wig that she wore in her house, like another bad wig and i'm like girl she's struggling she's
1: struggling
0: i mean yeah it's it's a struggle and styling. it's a struggle. It, it, yeah and this was a fancy event and if nothing else even though sometimes she you know it may need to edit and take one or two things off you know like uh, coco chanel said before you leave out the door just take one thing off we know that jen usually puts one thing on but even in her excess most of the time she still ends up looking better than everybody else or at least in the top one or two of the group when they are getting dressed up. It is very rare unless she's just being deliberately outrageous, you know, for an occasion that I don't like what she wears, particularly when they dress up. Um, But I say that to say that she gives you a full look from head to toe. You never look at Jen and say, I like everything but the hair. You either like it or you don't like it, but she gives you a full look from head to toe, which means she has a team doing that full look from head to toe. And I guess the team ain't available to work on her head because since Coach Shaw wants to pay less rent, obviously they want to pay less on this beauty squad. And let's face it, uh some of the people that was in her squad doing her face and hair might have been informants cuz we know that the feds are not above getting some people in your crew to watch you when you under surveillance so she might but not at, at the, to have at too the many end folks of the
1: day around. but at, at the end of the day if she's the fashion horse it doesn't speak much to overall all of them i mean it's well, so, no, and, and I agree.
0: Right. I yeah. agree because yeah. the uh, it, 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 it's as sad as it was that the whole drama went down between her and the designer uh for her reunion dress because the guy that they had the big whole thing with—that's the guy you know the 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 Pacific, um, uh, the uh, Asian Pacific guy who did because I think he's from Hawaii maybe, but um, or Samoa. Um, one of them, but at any rate, he um, it, it, I get it, I you know argument with him notwithstanding, and I'm sad for him if he was abused and all of that. That notwithstanding, the dress was ugly, and he did Heather's dress as well, and hers was ugly. In fact, he made Heather look big and matronly and hot, and it just looked like she was wearing a big ugly comforter, and that was unfortunate because every woman when you get dressed up wants to feel pretty and we we just know from just heather's affect and the the things that she said even when she doesn't say it she probably doesn't always feel pretty and so that made me even sadder to see her just sitting up there looking like somebody's really sad hot heavy mother of the bride dress um jen he which it was obvious that it was the same designer because they were very similar it just looked like um an ice skater who went to the car wash and got caught up in one of the machines i mean it was just bad um so but the hair was good (laughs) because again she gonna give you some hair but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting that. to see the looks because we know that everybody um, is in. You know, when after that first season and they hear all the criticism and all that other kind of stuff, um, everybody except for Potomac. But I think that's just they ain't got no money. Um, the uh, they usually try to step their game up with the looks the women in beverly hills don't care because you know they've they are on the other end of the spectrum some of them have so much money they've reached that we can walk around and look like the olsen twins kind of thing so um but uh the rest of them jersey atlanta all of them after they've had a season they hear everybody whatever they try to bring it so it'll be interesting to see what they do because you know like potomac being in the dmv it's still not a fashiony place um but they do have access because of the money that comes through there so there are boutique shops and designers because of um people who are always there for sundance and all of that so i think unlike the dc women the DMV women, they have access. It just depends on whether or not they hire the uh, the right people or get stylists to borrow the right dresses. Um, I think Meredith is like a Giselle Bryant where she actually thinks that She knows best about what she should wear, especially given that she is sort of fashion industry adjacent with the jewelry thing and because of her son. So I think she's one of those people that is it will be hard to fix because she nobody wears the kind of stuff that she wears if they think if if they're listening to somebody. Right, right. So if she looks good, it will be by accident. I think the person who I'm, if I were to say I were looking forward to somebody, uh, the people I'm looking forward to are probably Whitney and Jenny, because I think those two have the potential to go really, really right. Because there are stylists who would be happy to dress either one of them. And Jenny's also got the hair. So, I think they have the potential to go really, really right or really, really wrong. Uh, I was really sad about Whitney last year because I liked Whitney's clothes the entire season, and then she's another one that came to the reunion looking like the mother of the bride. Her dress should have been on Meredith. It was way too old for her. It wasn't even a matter of whether it was pretty or as ugly; it just it made her look like she was sixty um Uh, she's got, and and then Jenny just has a good body and she obviously doesn't have an issue with showing it off. So to me with her, it's just a matter of her choosing the right dress and somebody not going overboard and doing a Robin Dixon with something crazy with her hair and makeup. Because that is where people tend to screw up with women of Asian descent. They go way too far doing dumb stuff with their hair and makeup. Or like putting some yeah. black color in it, like having her come out in a blonde wig. So now I'm actually a little, I'm a little anxious because now I'm worried. I'm like, like I don't, girl, put your foot down.
1: <laughs> I don't think she's going to be blonde anytime soon. I think she has enough sense not to go for that. So. Yeah. We'll, um, see. we'll
0: see. Lisa keeps it basic. I don't think it's, a, uh, you know, she, she. I, I don't ever try uh I don't remember her from the reunion but it's I, I just remember I didn't particularly like it but as far as during the season I don't ever necessarily hate what she wears I think she keeps it very simple she's black pants turtleneck you know whatever she's very like uh Sharon Stoneish kind of thing I think she again remember she wants to be posh so she it, you know tries to keep it like very clean lines classic looks whatever she's got the dark hair the cheekbones whatever i'm not uh i'm not necessarily against that uh, uh in fact i i feel like if she kind of stuck with that and had the right person dress her for the reunion and kept that very clean line you know look it might actually be kind of hot because she does have the dark hair and she, you know, over tans, So she's got the dark skin (laughs) or whatever. Um,
1: Right. Right.
0: So uh, if, if she didn't, I think her where she went wrong last year for the reunion is she dressed against her norm. She actually needs to keep it uh, to really just, do a dressier version of what she wears um, every week. And I think she would be fine. And, and quite frankly, the same thing with Whitney, um, because whoever dressed her decided to go like glam, which is fine because it's the reunion, but keep it young. Like she don't have to look as old as these, uh, as old as her castmates. And I'm not saying they're old, but I mean all of them are a good fifteen years older than her. She's thirty. Let her be. Let her be thirty, and she has the body to do it. So, yeah, so we'll see. But um, I'm sure we'll see that in the next day or two, because uh, they said that they were filming in California as opposed to Salt Lake City. So unless something got held up uh, because they did say that they were filming in L.A. So unless something got held up uh, as it relates to covid, um, then I'm sure they did it. Uh, they don't have the East Coast drama <laughs> that we do. Right.
1: Right. Know. But and they probably still have Omicron. The-
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, because that was the one big news. Omicron took out the whole cast of Atlanta. Not even one or two. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. uh, Beverly Hills. I think it was like two at a time. Like two of them had it, and then one of them, one of them had it. But they were still like able to film somewhat. But Atlanta, they like had to completely shut down. So Omicron ain't playing.
1: No, Or as I call good, it, no. Omarion,
0: it's the Omarion touch. But anywho, thank you all for listening. Uh, Melissa and I went on way too long. She's going to fire me um, because we started so early and we are still on. Um, I think that I keep forgetting that um, even for me, it is a school. Uh, my daughter has off school, but I still have to work. And, but I'm treating it like it's a snow day for me when I work from home. You don't get snow days when you work from home. <laughs> no, like,
1: you, you don't. Know, we
0: walk across, like I walk across the hall to the office. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah. But you still got to be on. I
0: still, well, I still got to be on. And that's the thing. Like, why am I thinking a snow day makes it? a snow day doesn't change my life, I walk across the hall. I do though get washed up and dressed, I mean not fancy, but I do get washed up and and dressed and stuff, so you know to wake myself up and do everything like you know I have a cup of coffee or tea or or what have you but so I'm not totally trifling um you know, or i I at least put on or I'll put on a fresh pair of pajamas. <laughs>
1: Right, right, right. And no, that's the least we can do. That's yeah, the I'm building
0: the, the, lounge, the loungewear wardrobe is everything right about now.
1: <laughs> it sure is. It sure is.
0: So, all right, then. Well, thank you so much, as always, for hanging with me, Missy. I guess tomorrow I'll have to do my, uh, you know, crazy lady episodes. Like I said, I, everybody tune in. I am going to uh, do a show that is going to feature um, the cases involving, or at least the resolution of the cases involving Ghislaine Maxwell and Elizabeth Holmes, also known as When Poor Little Rich Girls Fail. So that is going to- Good title. so, um and it's it's gonna talk a lot more about uh not just what they did and um them being found guilty but as i did before for those of you who've listened to previous episodes particularly one where i did a bit of a deep dive as it relates to homes um a conversation about some of the other implications of both of these cases with these women going down and and rightfully so for what they did but there being a lot of men walking away and i'm not just talking about the fact that uh Jeffrey Epstein is no longer with us, but a lot of other folks that I don't think she's ever going to tell on for a number of reasons, which I'll discuss tomorrow, as well as Elizabeth Holmes and the fact that there was a lot of folks who sat around that table with her, all men who participated in this massive fraud and are suddenly pretending that um, they were taken by this unlikely femme fatale. So we'll definitely uh, delve a little deeper into that. I'm looking forward to talking talking with you all about that. So I will be recording that. If not tomorrow, then on Saturday morning, because tomorrow is the finale of Ready to Love. And so I gotta bring the crew back for us to wrap that up. So as always though, thank you for listening. Part one, part two, whichever you listen to. Thank you to, for Missy, to Missy for coming. Happy New Year! Make sure you follow uh, you follow me on all of the avenues. You can go on Instagram and Twitter at Let's Be Honest JJ. That's L E T S B E H O N E S T JJ for Just Janda. You can email me if you have any actual news or you have legal questions you can certainly email me at the information provided you can also use that for booking my book is available please use the link only to purchase it's a mail uh, a mail chip chimp link that will take you there so that uh, you can read my story and others about parenting in this pandemic so it's a great book. We had a great time putting it together. We're going to do more shows to talk about that. So you'll hear more about that soon as well. Otherwise, as always, if you're thinking about it, clicking about it, linking about it, or in any other way, want to talk about it, chances are I want to talk about it too. So let's be honest together. Bye-bye.